Are there any guardrails left to seriously combat retail crime? Here in Philadelphia this week, a Macy's store security guard was stabbed to death by a suspected shoplifter after he confronted him. The alleged shoplifter was arrested, charged with murder and aggravated assault. That specific Macy's department store has had 250 of retail theft instances known, I should say, this year. Who knows how many they got away with. And in Sacramento County, the sheriff's office announced that they made nearly 300 arrests in one week, all of them related to retail crime. This comes after County Sheriff Jim Cooper criticized the retail giant Target for its shoplifting policy. He released a statement that read in part, our property crimes detectives and sergeant were contacted numerous times by Target to help them with shoplifters. At the briefing, we were told by their head of regional security that we could not contact suspects inside the store. We could not handcuff suspects inside the store. And if we arrested someone, they wanted us to process them outside behind the store. We were told they didn't want to create a scene inside the store and have people film it and put it on social media. And Target isn't the only retail brand with policies that discourage its employees from confronting shoplifters. Retailers like Best Buy, Lowe's, CVS, Lululemon, Walgreens, they prohibit their employees from engaging with suspected shoplifters out of an abundance of caution. But even if these shoplifters are confronted by employees, are they even prosecuted? In 2018, Philadelphia's district attorney's office began instructing its prosecutors to seek less jail time for shoplifters and treat their crimes as summary offenses unless the stolen items were worth more than $500. New York City, shoplifters can avoid prosecution through the Second Chance Diversion Program and work with city officials to address the underlying problems that led them to shoplift. The NYPD says over the past five years, shoplifting complaints nearly doubled, peaking at 64,000 last year, according to police data. Only about 34% resulted in arrests compared to 60% in 2017. The Retail Industry Leaders Association found organized retail crime costs American retailers over $69 billion per year, leading to the loss of thousands of jobs due to store closures and reduced hours. Of course, many factors like a store's shoplifting policy and its willingness to involve law enforcement make it challenging to gather enough data to compile an accurate depiction of arrests made in retail crime. Joining me now is the president of Retail Industry Leaders Association, Brian Dodge, which represents more than 100 retail brands. Brian, thank you for being here. What's the industry norm? What is a retail employee supposed to do if they see uh, theft taking place? So thanks for having me, Michael. This is a very troubling and growing problem. The policies of most retailers are for the bulk of employees they are discouraged and forbidden from engaging directly with shoplifters in the store. And there's a really good reason for that. There is no merchandise in the store more valuable than the safety and well-being of the employees and the guests in the store. Many retailers also have other elements of their workforce that are focused on uh, security. Some of them are enabled to engage. Oftentimes, retailers will engage outside security guards to support in these efforts. So it varies, but the bulk of employees are not trained as law enforcement are not enabled to engage directly with shoplifters. Is the problem growing to the proportion that I think it is based on media reports? I want to be aware of the summer of the shark. 
you know, there was a summer, I think, in 2001 when it seemed like everybody who got in the ocean was being bitten. And then a year later, we looked at the data and we realized that shark attacks had gone down. So what's the real deal? Is this growing exponentially? It's growing very rapidly and has been for the last five to seven years. And it's driven by two major factors. The first is the growth of online marketplaces like eBay, Amazon, and Facebook, where thieves can find easy access to unsuspecting buyers to sell their stolen goods. The second is the under-prosecution and limited resources of law enforcement that has enabled these thieves to operate with the sense that they're not going to be arrested and they're likely not going to be prosecuted. I worry that, you know, we're, we're all, I think, familiar with food deserts, areas often in urban America where the, the, the folks, the big stores that we would all know, uh, supermarket chains, they avoid. And it's hard for people to just go and find decent food that's fresh. I worry that there are going to be retail deserts created because a lot of folks are going to say, retail community, we're not going to build a store in location X, Y, or Z. We'll just rely on people who sit at their computers. But not everybody can sit at their computer and buy goods. Yeah, sadly, we've seen retailers forced to make that decision, that the crime issues have been some, become so acute in certain areas that stores simply can't remain open. We've all worked, walked through stores and seen product locked up. It's further evidence that the only way to keep product in the store for legitimate buyers is to put it behind lock and key and make that, that experience more complex. The scale of the issue is growing. We know uh, that the, the resources required to investigate these crimes are considerable. That's why retailers are partnering so, so greatly with law enforcement to get better data on our side, to work with them in order to identify the highest impact offenders that are out there and get them off the streets. These individuals okay. are involved in retail crime, but they're often involved in many other crimes. And we believe that we, working together with law enforcement, can get them off the streets. I get it. There's an easier marketplace now to sell stolen goods, but prosecutors, it sounds to me, are dropping the ball by not throwing the book at some of these individuals. Someone needs to be made an example of my two cents. Thank you, Brian. I appreciate you being here. Thanks for having me.